Welcome, everybody, to the Tag Your It podcast. I'm Ray Ray. I'm David Van Bepper. And uh, this episode, we are joined with... Josh Eaton. All right. So, I'm trying to think if we've had you... Have we, have we had you on the no, show before? No. This is your first... No. Well, everybody, this is Josh Eaton. And the thing is, is it's like, uh, it hasn't been so long since I have seen him, but he is a fellow abolitionist. He is in Kansas with Dave. And so again, Tag Your It podcast is now uh, a bi-state uh, program. And so now we're going to uh, kick it over to Kansas anyway. We've heard a lot of things about Missouri. So yes, this is another episode uh, dealing with um, abolition, dealing with pro-life, dealing with abortion. The thing is, is, you know, we can seem like one trick ponies. Um, and I just want to stress at the very beginning, something that I've said at the very beginning of uh, coming into this, um, the definition of human is on the line. Who gets to define who a human is, what a person is? And just understand, if you haven't understood this before, science will not give you that definition. It is, in a secular sense, it's a philosophical claim, but it is a religious claim. And there's only one who can make the claim on who a human is, and it's who created them. And that is the biblical God of the scriptures. So the triune God who created man in his image, male and female, he created them. He gave, he made man first, the male first, then he made the female, and then they were able to reproduce. Um, and it's all a covenantal thing. You have covenantal succession. We can get into that. But the thing is, the only that, that's what's at stake here. So who gets to define who you are is at stake. So it is a big discussion. That's why it's so important. That's why we are a part of the abolition movement as Tag Your It. And that is, again, why we are talking about it again, and we want to bring in Josh Eaton into the mix, especially as Dave has moved over to Kansas. So um, there's a, it's a 50-state free-for-all now um, that we're, we're in this. So uh, please, uh, Dave, since you're the Kansas boy, uh, take it away. Yeah, so I moved to Kansas in December, technically, and I want to say very early in January, I heard about Value Them Both. Um, I knew just from me, maybe I'm making a genetic fallacy, but I heard that it was supported by the pro-life movement. So I knew that I was against it. Uh, that really is it. And I knew that Josh was going to be speaking a little bit about this at the Capitol, at the state Capitol in March at a rally that was done there. And so with that said, Josh, I want you to just, if you don't mind, introduce us to yourself, tell us who you are, what you do, uh, how you minister to your family and minister in your church. And then let's just jump into defining what value them both is and kind of how it came to light in Kansas. If that's okay. Yeah, sure. I've been a pastor here in Southeast Kansas for 16 years. And uh, so I have seven children and uh, been married 22 years and um, just been hanging out here in Southeast Kansas under the radar, uh, which I like. Uh, so, yeah, so just been doing that and been involved with uh, abolition for over a year now, maybe get pushing two. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, and it was two years ago, right, that you spoke at the God and Government Conference, right? 
Yes. Okay. So yeah. So this is where I first met or Dave was there at that yeah. one too. And so this is where our, our, we first met Josh um, and he spoke at the guide and government conference. So please go back. Um, we have the, all those sermons on our catalog on Taggart ministry. So um, you can kind of, uh, you can get experience a little bit more uh, from Josh Eaton in, in that. So that's a little bit more of the broad issue of Christendom what that looks like and uh then you'll see why abolition is so important that we're getting in here today because that's i wanted to make sure that uh we give people um so you have been on the podcast before you just haven't been uh in an interview uh from us so uh surprise surprise you have been on the tag you're before so that's awesome but yeah it's it's been it was awesome to meet you there so you have been uh involved in abolition for a couple years now yeah all yeah. right. And so what brought you into um, the abolition? Like, what's your story uh, as far as that goes? Just a real. Yeah, I think my story is pretty much like a, a lot of people who came in just um, wanted, knew that uh, abortion was murder and wanted to support it uh, to, to do what was biblical and didn't see the pro-life movement really doing biblical things. And so was never mm-hmm. really excited about getting behind pro-life stuff. And uh, then just realized, um, just came to a a better understanding myself and realized there were more people thinking the way I was, (laughs) I didn't even know. And Mm -hmm. uh, so just jumped on board with uh, Brett Baggett and others uh, in our area that were doing this, so. Awesome. So yeah, we're here today um, because uh, there is something big going on in Kansas. So, you know, here in Missouri, um, and that's a whole separate show to talk about. And I, I mean, we've hit on it before, but here in Missouri, we had a trigger law that we talked about on a couple episodes ago um, that gives eight weeks. Um, you have eight weeks to make the decision, even though this is what the governor said, um, that you have eight weeks to make a decision. Um, but he says within that eight, eight weeks that you should be able to make that decision to murder your baby, um, you know, that that child also has rights. So that's where he's speaking against himself. But we have uh, really um, almost this one. I, I would say that Kansas has got it a little bit. If you're going to if you're going to make all things relative um, and that uh, and, uh, if abortion is murder. So if we're going to stick in the secular relativistic realm of the pro-life, Kansas does have it much worse. Um, and so uh, what is value them both? They have this value them both amendment. What is it? Why is it? What's going on? Yeah, value them both amendment is the name of a uh, uh, amendment that we're voting on to amend our state constitution, to add words to our state constitution, which would, uh, let me just read what it says. So um, it's titled The Regulation of Abortion. Because Kansans value both women and children, the constitution of the state of Kansas does not require government funding of abortion and does not create a secure right to abortion. To the extent permitted by the Constitution of the United States, the people through their elected state representatives and state senators may pass laws regarding abortion, including but not limited to laws that account for circumstances of pregnancy resulting from rape or incest or circumstances of necessity to save the life of the mother. And uh, they're wanting, uh, we're having a statewide vote August 2nd. So this passed the House and Senate already, and uh, we are voting on it 
August 2nd this year uh, to put that in our state constitution. Wow. And this is something that's happened pretty darn quick. So we, we can, we can see that the system can work pretty quick. Yeah. The <laughs> house and Senate voted on it last year. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So this is something that's sort of been in the, um, in the atmosphere. So why, why? Is yeah. It so this is, this, this is the answer to what our state Supreme court did in 2019. Hmm. Um, in a case where they ruled that our state constitution, um, that there was a right for a woman to have abortion uh, in our state constitution is what they ruled. Uh, so uh, everyone is, uh, then they ruled that on a bill that was passed on a partial birth uh, abortion ban uh, that was passed by uh, the legislator, and then it went to our state Supreme Court, and the state Supreme Court said, "Yeah, you no, you can't do that." And in so doing, uh, they insinuated, or the pro-life movement fears now that every law that's made about abortion is in jeopardy because of this bill, uh, because of this ruling. Now that doesn't. Uh, even though they fear that might happen, nothing has happened. The, the other laws about abortion in our state are still in place and they have not been challenged. So it's a false uh, statement to say that because of this ruling, they're just absolutely all going to go away. That If that were true, it hasn't happened yet. Hmm. Hmm. Here's the so. thing that is, I grew up in the state of Kansas um, and moved to Missouri uh, 18 years ago, uh, spent my entire adult life up until December in the state of Missouri. And so I was fairly disconnected from a lot of the things. But uh, I knew this, that Kansas is overwhelmingly a Republican state, and that pro-life proponents definitely run the state for the most part. It really seems that what happens frequently in the state of Kansas, for those of you, of you who aren't uh, familiar with this. And it's important, again, because as close as they are to Missouri, to Illinois, to Iowa, to Nebraska, to Oklahoma, to Colorado, people can cross the border into the state of Kansas to, to murder their children, which blew yeah. my mind that Kansas was as pro-death as they, as more pro-death than Missouri. And so yeah. what'll happen so often is uh, there'll be an ultra, to uh, use terms that I think are much more, again, uh, not necessarily like the best way to put it, but I think ways that help us with our political climate, people who are ultra conservative, they would be labeled as ultra conservative, will win the Republican primary and then run against someone who is considered a moderate Democrat, moderate liberal, and that person will win because they'll polarize that person who runs and the, in the more conservative way in the state of Kansas. So while there is, I mean, overwhelmingly very conservative, and I would even say multiple Christians, uh, conservative Christians, when it comes to all things political, except for what really is a biblically informed position on abortion, because again, we've accepted 1973 as the ultimate authority um, over the Bible. And so that's kind of set up this situation with value them both. And what is interesting to me is Again, today I was invited to a breakfast to hear someone speak at a large conservative Baptist church 
to tell you why you needed to vote for value them both. How is this happening? Like what, what is really going on, Josh? Well, people in Kansas are not really aware um, of the issues. Um, They haven't begun to think more deeply about the issue of abortion. For most people in Kansas, the issue is, oh yeah, we're against abortion and God says it's murder. We're against it. And that, that pretty much explains the depth of the thinking on it. They haven't gone into question, answering the question, well, not only should we be against it, but what does God's word have to say about how we should fight it? Like nobody's asking that question and answering it. And so the pragmatic approach is what gets followed. Uh, What they say, well, this is the pro-life, basically Kansans for life gets disciples, everyone in our state, how we should go about it. And they listen to them because, well, this is the best kind of uh, most, I hate to even say, biblical uh, way anyone is talking. So they listen to them, but there needs to be other voices an- try answering the question, you know, what does the Bible have to say about how we should fight it and apply that to the value of them both amendment, which is not happening at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if value them both passes on the second, what happens in the state of Kansas? Uh, the moment it passes, nothing. There's still Planned Parenthood in Olathe, and there's still Planned Parenthood in KCK, and they're still murdering children just like they're doing right now. Right now. Mm-hmm. So, so. I guess, what are they saying? So I know that you say they're doing nothing. So what are they saying that they're doing? So um, they yeah. they say that that they're going to, they'll admit to you that the, the amendment itself, and if it passes, it does nothing, except then they're going to say, well, we can now pass laws. It's going to give the legislator the right to pass laws about abortion again, because they're submitting to the the state Supreme Court, which told them they didn't have a right to make this law, and they're fearing that they can't make any other laws. So their response is, I want to still be able to make laws about murdering children. So, uh, you know, the pro-choice is is saying, we don't want anyone uh, telling us we can't murder our children. And the, the Pro-life is basically saying, no, we want to be able to tell you how and when and why you should be able to murder your children. And really, that's neither one is biblical. So I don't Mm. uh, and people need to realize that. And so this amendment, what's behind it is people are still wanting and desiring to be able to have laws about when and how you can murder children. Yeah. and you see that in the way they advertise. I mean, the the leaders of the Value Them Both uh, uh, initiative are telling people this will not abolish abortion. They know it won't. And he said, uh, they will tell you this is not even our goal to abolish abortion. Hmm. They just want to be able for the House and Senate to continue to make laws about how and when you can 
murder your child. So the pro-life movement in Kansas, Kansans for Life, sees this as an opportunity to continue as an organization to regulate, regulate, regulate to death. Mm. Well, not to death, regulate down to, uh, again, how many times can you cut uh, an inch in half, infinity, so that they're able to continue to drag this along. Would you say that that's correct? And uh, is there any language that would actually demonstrate that a little bit from this and the way it's being presented? Uh, yeah, I would say that's, that's somewhat correct. Um, the text messages that they send out getting uh, encouraging people to vote yes for the amendment. Uh, here's a quote from one of those. It went out saying, value them both simply protects reasonable middle of the road mm. limits on abortion Reasonable. that have been in place for more than 15 years in Kansas. Mm. So that's all they're trying to protect is reasonable middle of the road limits. They don't want to abolish abortion. That's not even their motive. They don't even, and they appeal to, they appeal to unbelievers and people who are pro-choice to, to tell them this won't abolish abortion. That is the most ridiculous uh, way of speaking. A Christian should never talk that way. Yeah. And it's just, it's really interesting because um, you can go to their website. So, you know, like me in Missouri, um, you know, I don't have much influence in Kansas and I know that I have great brothers and sisters in Kansas doing the work. So, um, I'm focused on like, you know, my, my locality here. So I, I did not know much about this value of them both thing. Um, it's glad to know because states are going to end up influencing each other anyway in this now that, uh, Roe has been overturned. Um, you know, they're going to, federally start working on, you know, the possibility of the uh, Women's Rights Act and all that kind of stuff that would enshrine the ideals. Um, they're going to tell you we're going to enshrine Roe versus Wade. Well, unfortunately, that's kind of been kicked. So that's called misleading language. So where is the uh, Facebook uh, police now on Biden's video saying this video is misleading? But, you know, who are they playing for on that, which is a different episode, a different discussion for the day. But if you go to their website and you go to their uh, frequent, frequently asked questions um this is something that is it's, it's nothing like there's not they're not hiding it so you know all you have to do is have a phone and be a human being with a phone and you can look it up and it says does it ban abortion does value them both ban abortion and it says the only thing that they're really concerned about here it says the only thing that value them both bans is taxpayer funded abortion it simply allows you through your electric elected officials to continue to place limits on the abortion industry as we have done for the what? So here, what, somebody define for me pro-life pride. What is pro-life pride? Clapping at the numbers that they say that they have been able mm -hmm. to accomplish. Yep. And so here, here's pro-life pride coming up. Uh, as we have, so he says, uh, so this website says through your elected officials to continue to place limits on the abortion industry, as we have done for the last five decades it does not ban abortion. So they're not hiding. And this is simple. So, you know, this is just something I did this today before this uh, podcast. So yeah. this is something that you in Kansas can do and go, this is doing nothing. At the rally to support 
the values in both amendment at the Capitol uh, a few months ago, the Kansas Republican National Committee woman, Kim Borchers, said that uh, she said the amendment preserves existing laws that were passed with bipartisan support. We've uh, you've heard that I'm and I'm going to say that over and over again, because the message we have to give. Uh, well, let me back up. I didn't start reading early enough. The value in both goal is clear. We believe in reasonable limits placed on the abortion industry, safeguarding protections we have enacted over 20 years. What is the truth? The truth is value them both does not abolish abortion. The amendment preserves existing laws that were passed with bipartisan support. So she said, what's the goal? The goal is not even to abolish abortion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so basically, so you're saying pretty much all the laws that would be on right now, all the laws that the pro-life have put on over the past five decades are are up for jeopardy if because of the case in 2019 would that be correct that's what yeah that's what they're saying okay and that's what they're saying so um have they you know how would you uh read what you just read with a critical mind so that we can sort of show people you know whenever you get these kind of text message when you read these articles um how should you be thinking when you what, what kind of words should you be understanding and and really critical of yeah well you should be asking you know what the what does the bible say and how in the first of all i think she's not even appealing to christians well surely christians yeah. know that like we we want to abolish abortion completely um and hopefully many people even that are still refer to themselves as pro-life want to abolish abortion. Uh, at least I'm hopeful that they do. Um, yeah. And so I don't even know what kind of strategy this is or who she's trying to appeal to, like to, to pro-choice people to, to vote yes on this. It, there's just not a biblical stance. It's a secular mindset. It's, they don't use scripture ever or appeal to God because they're not looking to submit to God. They're just looking for very pragmatic, secular ways of thinking. And further, I would say you read the bill of the amendment about um, that it doesn't, uh, that we don't have to use taxpayer funding, but there's already a statute on our, in our law that prohibits the funding of abortion. Like that's not even, that's not even like, a, it's not even happening now. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, so this is just completely, um, a re so the, here's the reactivism. All right. So instead of critically thinking, you're just going, here's what's going on. We are scared of it. We are running. Um, yeah. You know, if you want to use a, any sort of uh, Old Testament uh, story to help instruct you, you are the Israelites seeing Goliath. And you're just running and you're running but you know that if you're a christian um we kind of have a savior that you know showed himself he was made flesh um we have promises right. and all that those you know we don't have to be scared but you see what happens when you're secular you have to get rid of your your foundation your authority your hope and everything and then you're just running scared instead of playing offense um like we're supposed to so you know the, there's definitely a, a worldview issue 
in this and we as christians you know if i were in kansas i i yeah um just looking at it i could not vote um according to my conscience on this um but my conscience being under the authority of scripture so i don't want to be redundant in this question here but here is what i think is exceptionally useful there are some very good well-meaning brothers and sisters in the lord who i think they truly desire to see abortion ended they believe it is murder they believe it is evil but they have been cajoled and i would say even they have bought into the lie of the pro-life movement what would you say to those pastors to those uh laymen and women in the church in regarding to how to deal with value them both and how to have discussions prior to august 2nd so that we can see this thing uh defeated yeah um well, we need to think clearly and use scripture. So going back to how, how should we fight abortion? Not, not just we're against it. It's yes. murder. We got that part. And we also, many people would affirm. So starting at common ground, we would affirm from fertilization, uh, a child is a human being made in the image of God. And starting there, then asking the question, is it right to make laws about if you can murder and when you can murder a human being? And, and that's really what this, this amendment is all about. It's putting the right to regulate or make laws concerning regarding abortion. And even in the amendment, it says in cases of rape, incest, and the life of the mother, and so your the assumption is this amendment's assumption is that a child is not a child mm -hmm. that, uh, and so you have to start with the premise that if you agree that the child is made in the image of god from fertilization then how could you be for regulating when they can die and then how can you be for this amendment? Because this amendment is going to put into our constitution. See, the problem is they say that our constitution, the way the Supreme Court says it, is the way the Supreme Court has ruled is that there is a right to an abortion in our constitution. That is not true. Those mm. are liberal judges ruling wickedly. Yeah, and so I know how is it in the state of missouri because or in the state of kansas because i know in missouri mike moon has pointed out um that we as missouri have stated from uh, conception that a person is a person with rights and everything but at the very end of the document is where mike moon was like it says all this it says all this it says all this and then you get to the bottom but it says but we basically go to the federal government for what they say so it's like we have this solid thing in missouri but then they capitulated to uh, the federal court opinion on the matter when it wasn't law of the land. How does it state, what is it in the state of Kansas that's like that? How does Kansas define a human being right now in its documents? Does it capitulate like Missouri does or oh, has I, anything different happened? Yeah, it capitulates even worse. <laughs> it basically says that uh, a child is a child, but in the cases of abortion, it, there are exceptions. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So that's that. That's the, that's the problem is you've got a document that's going to eat itself. And so if that's in a, if that's a constitutional document, that means your state is going to eat itself. So if you care about your state as well, because your state's full of people and you value mothers and children, you know, that's that's the other thing is, yeah, they're made in the image of God. But the amendment says itself it says we value both women and children. But how are you valuing children? Because children are created in rape situations, right? Mm-hmm. So do you value children? Yeah. That's the question, right? And so that's what I see in this. And so, you know, like you're going to like people have in Oklahoma, there was a guy that ran that said, I'm, I'm going to vote no on every incremental bill. And it was like, oh, what, what, you're not going to save any babies and all that kind of stuff. This is the same sort of you're, you're, Kansas is now put in the same scenario, especially with the abolitionists. Right. Hmm. Yeah. So you've written on this, you have an article and it is posted to a blog. Is that correct? Could you maybe give me a little bit of an overview of some of that article? And uh, we're going to have to take a break here in about five minutes so we can flip over to our other meeting. But just wanted to give you just a a little piece to kind of share with me just some of the content of the article that you wrote. And it was available at a luncheon that I attended and I picked it up, but I ended up giving it to someone else, by the way, because <laughs> I already knew where I was. Because I did have a I did have a church member come to me and say, hey, tell me about this value of them both. And is this something that I'm for, something that I'm against? And I said, Well, you're you're against the regulation of murder, right? Okay, this gives people the right to regulate murder, and you're against that. So we vote no. And again, even standing at the mill in Olathe, we were able to to shout out, hey, we're with you. We're against value them both Uh, because they would carry their little signs, put in their their car. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Recently, our church went to a a meeting in our county where they were, it was a pro-choice meeting to vote no for the amendment, but we went with our abortion signs and stood outside. They never even asked how we were going to vote. They just thought we were against them, but you know. Yeah. uh, Well, we have extremely different motivations for voting against the amendment. Um, yeah, so the article I wrote on aimkansas.org uh, is uh, called the "What Does VTB Mean to God?" And basically, I just uh, walk through it and give, since uh, VTB is the initials for value them both. Basically, I just walk through three points uh, and give different uh, words for uh, those letters. Uh, the first one being a very twisted bill uh, and just using uh, Proverbs 20, verse 7, unequal weights and unequal measures are both alike an abomination to the Lord. Uh, so when we pass laws that or regulating abortion, God considers those an abomination. They're unequal. They're unjust. They don't protect the life of the child like laws that protect you and me. And the only way that we can treat a child in the womb as really a child is when we are not uh, when we are letting the laws that protect you and me protect them. So if a, a woman were to murder uh, her two-year-old son, there would be laws against that, and she would uh, uh, she would be tried 
but a woman now basically with laws that about abortion we're telling a woman when she can murder her child and so this is these kind of laws are an abomination to god second uh i just say that vtb is viciousness to babies uh, really because they don't it those these laws don't protect and you're putting into our constitution the right to to make laws and if our legislative though it may be republican right now we have a democrat democratic uh governor uh but what about in 50 years what about after i'm dead we're gonna have the right to continue to make laws about abortion uh long after i'm gone embedded as a right into our constitution and mm -hmm. and changing your constitution is is no minor thing and I, I think they didn't even consider how important it was to get every word right if you're going to make a change at all, because I don't even think anyone's asked the question, well, what's it going to be like 100 years from now or 50 years from now? Because undoing an, a constitutional amendment is much harder than doing it. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess uh, if... Uh, say on the uh, christian side dispensationalism is true and on the uh, non-christian side post or postmodernism is true um either we don't have that much longer to live anyway or on the other side uh, it doesn't matter language doesn't matter so <laughs> i guess that's the only way to explain it which is really dumb because you know either way then even doing this is dumb uh, even even going to your government to change language if, it, if you're not going to be able to understand it in 50 50 100 years from the intent that it is now um, on that sense, that side, or if if a crisis coming back at any moment, um, there too, you know, like you're both spinning your wheels for, and you could be doing something better <laughs> anyway. So maybe that's what it is. I have to get my shots out there on, on both postmodernism and dispy. But anyway, uh, continue on. Is yeah, it? but <laughs> yeah, I mean that goes along with. Uh, you know, I went and met with my uh, representative back in March, and he told me that abortion would uh, would only be outlawed when Jesus returned, that it would go on. That was before the Roe versus Wade and everything, but that was his statement to me three times in a 20-minute yeah. conversation. Which is really funny because it's like, well, we're not naive. We don't say that abortion is going away. Uh, it's just that we are, we, so that's just a straw man of the position because we are just asking for what we're asking for equal scales. We are asking to establish justice, which where do we get that? Where do we get that idea from? Are we doing this based off feelings or, or is there scripture is, does God ask us to establish justice in the here and now? Right. And uh, Christians I mean, are supposed yeah. to be supporting just laws, not crooked ones, not, yeah. Yeah. There, yeah. Not point. ones that are saying, you know, reasonable. That's the kicker word. Reasonable the um, regulation of murder. By what standard? All right. So the last point of my article, uh, back to that, uh, was uh, veneration to bail, in which I quoted Jeremiah 19, 3 through 5, about child sacrifice which says, uh, you shall say, hear the word of the Lord, O kings of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, behold, I'm bringing such disaster upon this place 
that the ears of everyone who hears it will tingle because the people have forsaken me and have profaned this place by making offerings in it to other gods whom neither they nor their fathers nor the kings of Judah have known. And because they have filled this place with the blood of innocence and have built the high places of Baal to burn their sons in the fire as a burnt offering to Baal, which I did not command or declare or decree, nor do I come, uh, nor did come into my mind. So basically the value of them both amendment is a, a continuing to, to bow down to the idea of child sacrifice being so ingrained in our culture that we're only willing to make laws about it. And we want that to carry on in our state constitution forever. And yeah, and that's and that's exactly you know that's the thing that abolitionists have been saying for a long time. We're saying pro-lifers don't want to abolish abortion; they do not want to make it criminal. And it's showing now, even though um, we could have ignored Roe, you know, in our in Missouri, Kansas, Nebraska, wherever, um, it could have been ignored. It was not law of the land, and it was an iniquitous decree. And states have always had rights. And they could have done it, but then the pro-life guys go, well, you know, we'll just wait until it gets overturned, right? Here you go. Here you go. Now they go, well, we don't have Roe Roe versus Wade in the way anymore. That's been overturned. Um, What have they done? They didn't have a trigger law going, hey, we wanted to make it all criminal. Um, We understand this thing happened in 2019, but we're going to go ahead and just... uh, put the nicks on that and then make a trigger law that says, uh, no, we are not going to allow uh, medicine and surgical abortions in our state and we'll criminalize anybody because our state recognizes the personhood of a person um, from conception, which is fertilization. Um, You know, they could have done that. They could have had that all in the works, but no, what did they do? They just want to go back. Well, we just want our, they want to go back to, uh, you know, when Roe versus Wade was still in force, right? And so here you go. If you go on the Rescue, Lo- uh, Rescue Those uh, podcast, if you go onto the Free the States podcast, if you go back in our podcasts, uh, anybody, um, they they said that the abolitionists have been slandering them. Um, no, no, especially not in Kansas now. So yeah, let, let's make that point even more clear in Kansas because the 2019 case that went to the state Supreme Court was a bill a pro-life bill to to stop um, uh, um, um, abortions and uh, partial birth abortions. So I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, so they weren't treating the child as a child. The law itself was not treating a child as a child. It was saying you can't murder it through partial birth abortion. And so how do you get the Kansas Supreme Court to recognize that life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness applies to a child when you're challenging it with a law that does not treat a child like a child? Mm-hmm. So we're Again. in this mess because of pro-life laws. Yeah, yes. and they're still wanting them. And so, you know, it's like I'm sorry to hear that um, for the state of Kansas and the babies that are in the state of Kansas. You know, I, I, I hate it here in Missouri for the babies that are born um, within the first eight weeks or, or at least conceived in the first eight weeks. I'm sorry for them. Um, you know, I, I can't touch it. I can only preach the gospel and I can only sit here and go, here's what God's standard is. And he hates this kind of stuff. And then point out the holes in what they wrote going like, you don't, 
you say you value the mother and the child, but how do you value the mother? You only value the child and not dismembering them halfway through the pregnancy. You, you don't care about them burning in the womb after having a pill. You do not matter. It doesn't matter to you if they, if they uh, have a clean, safe environment for the woman as they pump saline solution into a human being to burn them to death. And that is Molech. Again, burning is a chemical reaction. Fire is a chemical reaction. It's the same thing in a different way, just more clinicalized. And that's how we've put our scientific 21st century um, language on paganism. So I will get off my soapbox, <laughs> as David puts up this article uh, made by uh, Kevin Myers, which is another uh, another favorite uh, Kansan of ours anyway. Yay, verily, abortion must be abolished. So uh, let's go on to that. So what we have here is an article that is a response from the Value Them Both proponents to an article written by Kevin Myers regarding why you should not uh, vote for value them both. In fact, again, they reference the paper here and they make note of that. So here is a few of the things that are put forward as a response to the article. They wrote, the amendment does not value them both. Of course, that's what uh, Kevin writes. It shows partiality and God is against it. And then he cites James chapter 2, verse 4 and 8 through 9. And then he writes, valuing children in the womb equally would require that those children be given equal protection under the law for murder, even as men and women themselves today have protection from murder under the law. Here are their responses. And I want to get both of your thoughts, but particularly I'd like to get yours, Josh, because you know much more about value than both. Like we've said, there's a great article written on aimkansas.org by Josh. What does VBT stand for? What does VDP stand for to God? Here's the response that the VBT proponents write. VBT seeks to place the issue of abortion back into the hands of the people of Kansas. Many do not realize that the courts now own the right to dictate to the other branches what abortion restrictions are acceptable a nearly unlimited right to abortion. We must get it back, back into the hands of the people. The way to do that is now through passing value them both. What are your thoughts there? My first question is, how come liberal pro-choice people don't look at the Constitution and go, wow, the courts have ruled when it rules against them? They don't go, oh, man, the courts have ruled. They have dictated. They own the rights to this, and there's nothing we can do about it. Oh, man. No, pro-life, pro-choice people constantly challenge the courts because they're not afraid. They're courageous to do what they want to accomplish. So they're constantly challenging from one way. So why is it that we have such cowardly responses as to sit back and say well our hands are tied the 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 courts have ruled and there's just really nothing we can do about it yes you can you yeah, can they were they were ruling they were saying the courts ruled <laughs> right and they said that roe versus wade and uh but then you had you know kamal and biden kind of uh screwing that up going well we need to codify 
apply Roe versus Wade, which hopefully people heard said, oh, so it isn't law of the land. I mean, whenever I found out how our governmental system works and what can and cannot be done and what things are and what they are not, that is like, I was an abolitionist, but I didn't know, I, I needed to know the process. And that was what kicked me over. Um, but now Biden and Kamala Harris are screaming, well, the court ruled and we don't like it. So I need something on my desk. So now it's the court has ruled and we, so they're going to be the ones that ignore. We've been as abolition have been calling for ignoring all the time. And it looks like we can ignore, <laughs> you yeah. know, they're and, but, yeah. Ignore. yeah. So that's, that's, here's the absurdity um, that secularism has made. Again, we are going to eat ourselves. We have been an enemy of Christ. And what are we going to do if we don't repent? We're it, going to, it, yeah, we're going to die. Like, mm. like as a society, we are going to eat ourselves and that's how God has always done it. He's always allowed people to eat themselves. And here we go. Here's, if you want a news headline, if in, in a sense of, of that, that's, that, that's the news headline right there. We are going to eat ourselves because of all this stuff that we're doing. It's surely a failure. This response is surely a failure to respond as if a child in the womb is actually a life and dying. Like if it was your life that was in jeopardy, you wouldn't say, well, courts now own the rights to dictate what's happened here. So right. like you would mm -hmm. fight much harder than that. Amen. Yeah. Value Them Both recognizes the current reality of federal case law as created in Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood v. Casey. By federal law, the truth is abortion is legally mandated in every state in the United States to include Kansas. We are bound by the legal precedents even as we fight to make it right. Uh, that's Yeah, that's wrong, but you go for it, Josh. <laughs> yeah, so apparently this was written before uh, yeah. Roe v. Wade, yeah. but uh obviously we would say we don't have to submit to that and now we don't uh and we have every uh now that roe versus wade has been turned over to the states uh even though that's uh, unjust in and of itself at least it's an argument that's out of the way that we can celebrate that uh they don't have that excuse uh yeah i just like how you said that so we didn't we <laughs> we didn't but now we don't <laughs> Yeah. The, the interesting kind of thing to me is as we fight to make it right, right according to what standard, what uh, standard yeah. of justice are you actually fighting to make right? We see mm -hmm. they have their own standard of justice and the standard of justice that underlies the foundational argument of the value them both amendment is that it's okay to murder babies when we want to murder babies. We just need to have control as the government of when that's okay. And the Christian worldview says it is always wrong to murder an image bearer. God made man in his own image. That is what we want to make right. So a Christian foundationally stands on a different position than those who are proposing and are proponents of value them both. And, and that's something that I think needs to be made really, really clear here is that we stand in a different place than these individuals do. We stand in a completely different area because we stand on a different foundation. And that's the, the first piece on that. And that should, again, give you plenty of evidence as to why you should reject it. It's from a different worldview than the one that we hold. It is from a different worldview than the one that we could even begin to affirm. Uh, sorry, I shared the wrong Oh, that's okay. But I was going to say that 
that bullet, last bullet point there you referred to again. Um, also, the 2019 case in Kansas, if you read their decision, uh, was based on Roe versus Wade and Planned Parenthood versus Casey. There may be some legal right to challenge that now, like the 2019 ruling itself. And even if not, then since Roe versus Wade and Planned Parenthood versus Casey are now nullified, are now not an issue, then we should present a bill and abolish abortion completely and let it get challenged all the way to our state Supreme Court. And they can't use Roe versus Wade and Planned Parenthood versus Casey anymore. That's right. Like, mm -hmm. So this is, a, yeah, this is an out of date thing. And it's just, you know, just, uh, you know, I guess with the process of how things, you know, the dates and all that kind of stuff, things get voted on and, and all that, but you know, there's somebody needs to hit, hit the kill switch and be like, yeah, everything we based value them both on is like obsolete. And now the States have, you know, it doesn't give you uh, a right to abortion. It just gives each state the right. Yeah. Like we are, we, so what, the, what value them both is trying to do trying to do right now is what is happening because of the federal neutrality um, on this subject matter. So you already as a state have the right to make the decision mm -hmm. of what you're going to allow in the state. So this is not even, again, this is not a necessary and because it's not necessary, it's actually a more damaging document than what, what you could ever conceive of this document actually doing, because you already have a right now of Kansas as, you know, coming off of what you're saying, Josh, Kansas already has the right to do what it wants to do, to ban it, to regulate it, to go all the way with it. I want to jump down to their summary here on this first one. Consider the above issues. Value them both does not show partiality. That is a lie. A lie. Mm -hmm. a lie. It restores appropriate legislation to protect women and babies. The Kansas Supreme Court own the right to abortion. And they have determined that it is unrestricted constitutional right. If we are to ever restrict it, we are, if we are to ever redline it, we must get it back into the hands of the people throughout, through our legislators. God is protecting the innocent. There is a strong biblical mandate in both the Old Testament and New Testament for protecting the innocent. Value them both protects the innocent. No, it doesn't. So... Yes, Josh, please. <laughs> I've had, I've had pro-choice people saying they're not going to vote for this amendment. And the reason they're not going to vote for it is because it doesn't protect the woman's right to do what she wants. Well, that's exactly why I'm not going to support it, because it doesn't protect the child's life yeah. as a life. Yes. Yeah. Eight, it's still putting yeah, it's still putting the the woman and the child um, against each other. So it's not valuing valuing them both. Um, it might value uh, partial or so halfway through the pregnancy. Uh, it might value those children, but it's not. Again, it's going to do the the same thing as all pro life uh, rules are. Like you value um, children with a heartbeat. You value children that can feel pain and and show some sort of uh, a, you know obser observational sign that they're in pain. You know you're not actually if you say especially the the pro life movement's always going to say um, we 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 believe that a person is a person from conception. I always you always have to challenge that too. Is conception the uh, you know the sperm meets the egg it starts dividing it goes through the fallopian tube all the way to the uterine wall and attaches is that conception 
or is it at the moment of conception where fertilization happens and it starts going off on, on that? So what, what conception are we talking about here um, in, in that? So what, how, which children are you valuing? Because you're going to value all women, but you're not going to value all children. And that's exactly here in the document. Key piece here. And I know we're not going to be able to get through all this, but I want to read this response to the second argument constantly repeating that abortion is murder is not helpful. Again, defining abortion as murder is a separate issue and should not be confused with the necessity of passing value them both. Josh. Uh, Yes. The problem is the reason we keep saying abortion is murder is because it's going in one ear and out the other. This response is not even acknowledging that abortion is murder itself they're not responding to what we're actually saying that that making laws about abortion misses the point that abortion is murder and amen well here's uh there was we could obviously spend a lot more time on this but josh we want to be good with your time we told you five and i know adam's got something he's got to roll to Man. Let me respond yes. to, one more, to one more thing. Yeah, and that, that is the court situation uh, because seven, uh, six out of seven in 2019 Supreme Court justices uh, ruled. Uh, six of them ruled that the Constitution protects a right to abortion. Uh, Caleb Stagel is the only one who voted contrary to that, and two of the justices are that were on the court in 2019 are already gone. They have been replaced by our current governor, which is a Democrat, uh, so appointed new justices. But on our ballot this November, we will be able to vote to retain justices or not. And we can actually vote not to retain everyone except Caleb Stagel. And then our new governor, whoever that ends up being, because we have a governor race this year, will be able to appoint new justices. So more than half of the current uh, of the Supreme Court could be replaced since 2019. And it will be a completely different court if we challenge it also. So it is very possible to get this 2019 ruling overturned just like Iowa did. Iowa in 2018 did the same thing Kansas did. And two months ago, they overruled themselves previously without a constitutional amendment. So we don't need a constitutional amendment. We can, we can replace our judges and challenge and be courageous enough to realize this is wrong and not submit to them put legislation through that abolishes abortion and treats a child like a child and let that get challenged to the Supreme Court of our state with new justices and hopefully some appointed by a Republican. Yes. Yeah. Right on. Well, it just uh, goes to show you if you are uh, faithful to the word of God and the word of God alone, you don't have to be scared. Um, Mm. When you're scared, you write stuff like this. And this is where I always say um, you can sit back and let the so the world is the world. You know, we, we, we live in the world, but we are in the kingdom of heaven. We're in the kingdom of God as Christians. And you can go to you can go to bed. Um, with sweet dreams going, you know, 
I did not support an iniquitous law. I did not support uh, murdering any developmental stage of a human being. Um, you, you can say no to an incremental bill and still sleep on your pillow, but it's because of the panic scared, um, you know, reactivism. That's all it is. This is, this is just a, a, a quick thinking, narrow view because you're looking at, they should have thought about the future. What do we have coming up? Right. They're not right. thinking about the future. They're not going, Hey, here's some scenarios. We can play it cool and being faithful to the word of God going, we don't support iniquitous decrees. We don't murder babies. We can walk with those two commands and, and sleep with a good conscience. And so if your conscience isn't there, then there's a heart issue. There's a problem. And then that's why you need your fellow saints to feed you, to pray for you, to be with you um, instead of writing, instead of writing documents like this. And so, you know, I, I would plead as a Missourian to my neighbors in Kansas, um, please vote no, because you don't need this enshrined. Um, take your time and beg your legislators to somehow, if, if there's any way to get this off the ballot, um, hopefully it gets struck down as a no. Um, I'm, I'm sure there's enough people to vote no on this. Um, it's just, you know, voting yes on the right thing if it ever comes up on the ballot. So when you vote no, after you yes. vote no, call your representative and senator and tell them why you voted no, because they're telling me that if they see that this doesn't pass, that they're just going to kind of see, well, this is what Kansas wants. They don't even want us to try to make laws. And that's that, that's really yeah. a, a, an excuse for them not to do their job, but they need to stand, especially, uh, you know, they're going to all stand before God and give mm -hmm. an account before God's word. And they must try to pass laws and pass laws that abolish abortion completely, Amen. regardless Amen. of what, what the uh, governor might do, or regardless of what a Supreme court might do mm -hmm. must do justice. Yes. Amen. Josh, so, thank yeah. you so much for coming on on short notice, brother. I really appreciate the time that you took to, to go back through that article, work through some of those arguments. And I thank you for pointing out that last piece. Um, we are grateful and we hope that our audience will use this and we will get it out in a timely manner and really appreciate you. By the way, I need to come down and see you. I don't know how far it is. It's like a two hour drive now. So yeah, I'm a lot closer awesome. to you than I was. So uh, I am going to have some time where I should do that in August. Uh, so I'll sh send you a heads up and have lunch with you or something like that. Yeah. So, Anytime um, we can meet in the middle somewhere too. Oh, I'd yeah. love that because our, your niece and my daughter are friends. So uh, there's, yeah. there's a good thing there, but yeah. yeah. Well, Adam, go ahead and, and close. Yeah. This on out, well, thank brother. you. Thank you so much. It's good to see your face again and I'm sure we'll meet again soon, but until then, well, at least Lord willing, right? We always got to say that Lord willing, but until then, this is the tag. You're it podcast. I'm Ray Ray. I'm David Van Bever. And we're graced by Josh Beaton. And so Deo Gloria. <laughs>